wanted my God to be the greatest. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to creating open dialogue and conversation regarding any and all difficult topics. I am your host, Marcus Callahan, and thank you for joining me. On this week's episode, we are having a conversation with someone who I came across on TikTok. Um, her name is Erin Heck. She, it was her voice that, that drew me to her uh, off the back. She just, her, it just sounded so smooth and heavenly and like she could be on the radio. Um, but her story is wonderful. Check it out. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for uh, agreeing to do this. Yeah, I'm excited and nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Third Eye Podcast. It's good to have you. Yes. Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So I came across your TikTok a couple months ago and like from like instantly like your voice captivated me I was like oh she sounds like she could be on radio (laughs) it's funny that you say that because like literally my whole life I've uh was made fun of for my voice being so deep and um and I was a very tall big woman even as a little kid and so like I I didn't want anything else to make me feel more like a guy so I taught myself how to fluctuate my voice and speak um, with a higher volume, but I just, it, it's really painful at the end of the day. And I was like, eh, might as well just lean into my voice. This is what it is. You know, <laughs> this is what I sound like. Right. I, yeah. I understand that. Well, I'm, I'm happy you decided to lean into it. Cause, uh, I love watching your videos. Um, what, what, what is your background? Um, like, just from like how I was raised? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Um, I was um, born and raised in Southern California in um, a small town called Wildemar. Um, I was uh, raised into a very uh, strict religious, I guess, community, or some might call it a cult, but um, so I was very excluded in my whole life. So I, uh, I don't know a lot of pop culture that is my own generation's culture. I don't, I'm lived under a rock the majority of my life, but I, I grew up in a old school fundamental Baptist home. Oh, wow. So what, what made you get started on TikTok? Um, honestly, my therapist, uh, I, I have how, always had this passion of wanting to help people and encourage people and I've have gone through a lot in my life and I just I it's just for my myself to feel better I feel like if I've gone through all these things in my life if that means I can use it to help people then it makes it worth it and so he has been working with me to potentially work into becoming a life coach or do motivational speaking and um I can't start you know, running and doing all these crazy things if I can't even be comfortable, can't be comfortable talking on the phone or on TikTok or making a video and things like that. So it started off as more or less just exposure therapy to get comfortable with presenting myself. Okay. Okay. I I can, I can respect that. Um, Shout out to uh, therapy it has helped me tremendously and in my growth as a, as a human being Um, also has helped me come out of my, my shell a little. That's actually why I started doing this podcast um, to help open myself up. So I definitely can, can uh, agree with why, why you started doing the TikToks and, I'm happy you did because, like I said, I love watching your videos. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you currently have about 2,500 followers on TikTok. Um, does it ever, like, trip you out knowing that that many people are listening to what you have to say? 
It does. Um, when, because <laughs> when I first started, I had, I mean, no fantasy, no intentions of having anybody follow me. <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted to grow and develop myself. And I anticipated, you know, it taking me a very long time, like a year just to even get noticed. I had it all mapped out. <laughs> and, um, and then I just accidentally made one video that just triggered a lot of people and I I had no idea I had no intentions of making a video that would reach so many people and it just it it, it blew my mind um because I was just speaking from my heart and just sharing things that I've learned and um that was so intense and then having lots of people follow on top of that I was like, whoa, 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 this is happening too soon, man. Like I wasn't planning for this. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I was hoping to have a better mapped out content. And I'm, I used to be a teacher. So I'm, I'm very much like lesson plans. I plan my content out and all this stuff. And I was like, you're ruining my plans. But um, so it was very overwhelming. But the biggest thing that I, I think, at least for myself, is I did not start this with any intention of having anyone follow me and I'm not going to adjust like how I am and even the kind of content I pr produce so to speak to to be able to reach out to anybody I'm still doing it for me and I think that's I know that it's going to be a very slow going if I do get more followers and I'm okay with that because the, this is for me this isn't for anybody else like I could care less if I had 2,000 followers or one follower like because I started it for myself and that's not going to change right right okay um I, I could definitely see uh how something that you know just happens so sporadically can like take you out especially when you have all these plans and, and things of how you want things to go. Um, but I, I can speak from experience, your content has has resonated with so many people. So I know that you say you're doing this for you. And I respect that a lot. But I think there are a lot of people who listen to you that I don't want to say need to hear hear you spe specifically, but what you're saying to them, it really resonates with them. And I think that's important. And I appreciate that. And I think that that's the beauty of just being open and vulnerable. I think it's just realizing that we're all walking on this path and on the journey of life. And there's not a lot of things that really separate us and, um, you know, that make us different from each other you know and it's just we are all experiencing a lot of the same things and I think if you can just put more light onto that it can help people get along better and just have a little bit more empathy and compassion for those around them you know absolutely uh, empathy and compassion I would say is something that our society really really needs these days well with so with everything going on so so much turmoil uh we can all we can often get lost in our own misery i think it's great when we can you know step outside of ourselves and be compassionate and, and have empathy for other people and see that you know other people are going through things too and and maybe we're not so as alone as we think we are Absolutely. And I, uh, and little things that have helped me, you know, just recognize that is um, being someone who battles very aggressive depression. When I have a very low week in my, my life or a low day, I used to just lean into that and just be consumed by it. And I have learned just to kind of let it be what it is and don't look at it too long and don't be you know, don't let it consume you. And when I 
have that capability of being able to grab a little bit of control, even if you're having a really bad day, you can still use that grief or that trauma or that pain or that sadness and still help people with it. Because I, you know, I have a client that comes in and sits down and talks to me and just found out their kids going, um, was diagnosed with the depression. And I'm like, oh, hey, I know a thing or two about that. Uh, let me give you some advice, you know, and being able to help someone who just doesn't know what to do for a child because they've never experienced it. But because I have, I could help that person know how to handle their child in, in a way that I wish I was handled as a child, you know? And it's just, that's the thing is like, it's, we have to realize that it's not about us. Like, and if everyone could not focus on themselves and focus, focus on others, then we would all be taken care of, so to speak. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I remember when I first started going to my therapist, um, he would tell me all the time when I would get into um, these, these moments where I was just so caught up in what was going on, he would always tell me, slow down, Marcus, and think to yourself, it is what it is. You know, the situation is what it is. How can you use that situation to better yourself and better those around you? Right. Yeah. So, and, and I think, and I love that. And I, because I say it is what it is like, that's just something I learned at such a young age. And I definitely learned it from my father, but um, also too, what people have a hard time with is it's easier to kind of start looking at the bad things You're like, okay, it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad things that keep happening. But if you look at it and you're like, it's not bad or good, like bad and good doesn't actually exist. It's just, it's just, it happened, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? And like, and, and it's, it's learning not to ride the wave, you know, when you, when bad things quote unquote start happening, we want to ride that wave and it brings us down. But in the same breath, when good things or what we think are good things happen, we want to ride that wave as well. And what we do is we end up separating our mind from just back to that normal, you know, that constant line that we should be walking in our mind, keeping us balanced. And when we ride that high, then we come crashing back down to a much more aggressive fall because we were on this extreme high. And it's just talking, and mostly it's just like talking to yourself and helping yourself stay in the middle. You don't get too low or get too high. You just kind of keep walking in the middle. And that's for me, at least with my mental health, I have to, I don't, I don't try to ride the wave on either side. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, I have definitely found from personal experience, if you can, you know, toe, toe the line just right. It makes things, it makes all the difference in how you uh, view the things that are happening around you. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you have this like little series that you, that you do uh, on your TikTok called My Thoughts or a slight variation of that sometimes. Where did you get that idea from? <laughs> well... I just, I, <laughs> it's really weird, but I, I literally will just be in the middle of something like uh, washing dishes or, you know, reading a book. And then my, my brain just, this thought comes into my mind and I, um, because I'm, my mind is always thinking being that I'm a bipolar, I battle with mania. So my mind is constantly racing and thousands of thoughts are pouring into mind every minute of my day. But every once in a while, there'll be one that looks more neon. It's brighter and it, and it's just a little bit louder. And when I can focus on that one thought, all of a sudden a picture gets painted in my mind. And those, what I, those are what I call random because they, I have tons of thoughts, but the random ones pop out and are just a lot brighter. They're more colorful. Um, that I see in my mind. So <laughs> I call them random to me because they're just, they just stick out to me sometimes. And it'll just be 
I mean, I, I honestly, a uh, majority of the stuff that goes on in my head, I don't post because I, I, I'm very awkward and weird. <laughs> so I'm like, I kind of want to do it like baby steps. You know, I don't want the world to know how crazy I am. <laughs> right. I, I, I can understand that. Um, do you have like any, any plans or desires to turn like the things that you're saying, like into like a book or something in the near future? Uh, it's so funny that you say that because I've been either asked to write a book or been told to write a book my whole life. Um, I have about six journals going right now um, that I'm just putting thoughts into. Um, I, I would really like to. I The hardest thing that I have about writing a book, whether it's about my story or just the things that I've gone through is if I make it more like a documentary style where it's just about me, I, I really don't want to bring anybody down. Meaning the church that I went to, the people you know that I grew up with and just things like that. Like I don't ever want it to seem like I'm destroying someone else because I'm not trying to condemn anybody for what they believe in I just think they're wrong <laughs> you know and and so so it's really hard for me to kind of be able to put all of my life into a book but in a way that I could tell my story without involving anyone else so um I've been working on a couple different concepts but I've even been thinking about and I mean I this you're the first person who's I've even talked to about this. So this, you can give me your idea on it, but I even thought about just keeping it where it was just kind of like my random thoughts where each, you know, there's just paragraphs or small little chapters or each page is just a different thought or just a different story, kind of like memories, like it's set up like a journal, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. That's I'd like to someday. <laughs> that's a very interesting, interesting idea uh, to kind of have it set up kind of like, kind of like your memoirs, some type like that. Yeah. That, that, that would be interesting. And um, I would definitely be interested in, in reading that. <laughs> I have to say that. Um, and I, I understand the want to not condemn or speak ill of anyone. Um, but at the same time, you, you have to tell your truth. Um, and then a lot of times in doing so, some people aren't going to come off in a good light. Yeah. So uh, it can be very difficult to, to kind of toe that line. Um, I find myself when I'm doing this podcast sometimes, when I'm uh, giving my opinions on certain things, I don't, I try to come off neutral most of the time, but there are certain topics that, regardless of how you know i i say things people are going to take the wrong way and I, I can't i can't help that so i just i have to do yeah. or be true to myself right absolutely and i mean i've had i'm a very very opinionated person <laughs> um and i have a lot of perspective and i think that that's one thing that used to be or i should say the one thing that made me feel the most alone in my life has ended up being the thing that has given me the most power of mind. And I, you know, coming from a young girl, 18, you know, 19 years old, who left her entire world, fans, friends, family, everybody, like, and ran away into a brand new world where she's never even heard of music, never watched a movie, like, you know, wearing dresses to the floor. Like it was a huge change. And I've always felt like the outsider looking in, like that I felt like I was walking with people on this world, but I never felt like I was part of this world. And, and, and it brought a lot of, a lot of isolation, but now where I'm at in my life now, I've realized because of that, I've always been the random person at the bar or at the restaurant or at the party. And so I was just, I got to talk to everybody. I got to meet 
and visit and talk to people because I was always a stranger, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, it's, it's allowed me to have so much perspective. And even if I wasn't talking to somebody, I was just a watcher. I would watch how people would interact and I would just see, you know, humanity. I just want to watch people, which <laughs> sounds creepy, <laughs> like not in a creeper way. I kept my distance, <laughs> but like, I just paid attention. I paid attention and I listened to people and I talked to people and I started writing. And that's another series I want to do at some point where I have like 19 little black books full of uh, messages from every person I've met. And it's just little things like that. Like I just, there's so much in my head. And so when I, when I want to make content or anything on TikTok, I, I, I get, it's like everything's trying to spill out at one time. So a lot of the times that's why I take such long breaks in between videos and I just like are in between posts. Like I'll, I don't, I will post once every couple of days. Like it's, you know, just cause it's a lot in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Um, <laughs> you said something that, that, that resonated with me just now. You, because as I, as I was growing up, you know, I didn't really talk a lot to people um to this day I still can't really stand small talk um because I whenever I do talk I've always been interested in talking about things that actually matter um so for the most part when I was in social gatherings I would be either by myself or I would just be watching and like you said not to be creepy or anything (laughs) but I would just watch how everyone interacted with each other. I would watch how people interacted with their environments. Um, And the ability to to do that has given me so much perspective on so many, so many different things. I'm able to actually look at people and see past their outer shell. So I, I, I kind of feel like you, you're on that same wavelength. And I, and the thing is, uh, that's, I, I personally feel, and, and maybe you do as well, that you experience this, that it's hard to, um, <laughs> how do I say this? I don't pick sides. Mm. Like I, I say, I like how you said you're neutral or like you're in the middle. Like I feel, I feel that so much. And I, I always pick the side of justice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick a side based off of gender race. Like I just pick the side of justice, you know, right. like just like I would run and help a woman that's being abused, you know, being verbally or physically abused by a guy you best believe I'm going to run and save some dude who's too good of a man to hit a woman and is getting beat up on by a girl. Like I would do the same thing, you know, and right, it's just right. like, I'm, I'm that person. And I think uh, the hardest thing is people when they, when they come to speak to me and they want advice from me, which happens more often than I think should. Um, they always think I'm just going to give them this kind of fluffy. Oh, you know, it'll get better soon kind of advice. And I'm like, well, darling, you deserve this one. You know, like I will just pull you out. (laughs) I was like, well, you know what? Sorry, babe. Like you touched the fire. It burned you. Go put a bandaid on it. You'll be fine. (laughs) You know? And I'm just, I just keep it so real and so honest because I've also learned just by watching people and things like that. Like the more that you walk around the truth, the less likely you're going to find it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I just, I just pull it up from the root and I'm like, this is the truth. Go, go deal with it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, and that lack of uh, patience for small talk is, oh my goodness. It is, it's a whole level of just, I want to punch something in the face. Like, just like say what you either say what you need to say and leave me alone or conjure up a conversation that I can be interested in. Thank you. (laughs) You Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that 100%. (laughs) Oh, it's it's refreshing to hear someone else say it. And uh, it's neat too, because especially if you like me have kind of lived a life of like, 
isolation in, in a sense. Um, I realized just recently with my therapist, I would always um, would say I'm an overthinker. And he, like me and my therapist have the like, I am so blessed. I have a great therapist. And he, I told him from the day one, don't sugarcoat things. Call me out on my shit. And oh, sorry, I don't know if I'm, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, you, but call me out. You're fine. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I, when, especially when I feel more comfortable, which I'm starting to feel comfortable now. But when I feel more comfortable, the drunk, uh, drunken sailor comes out and I cuss too much. So I apologize. Oh, um, <laughs> but um, I told him I was an overthinker and he laughs and he goes, <laughs> bullshit. I was like, what? He's like, you're not an overthinker. And I was like, dude, yes, I am. I think all the time. He's like, no, Aaron, you're a thinker. The end. Mm. <laughs> and he said, listen, listen. He's like, the world has chosen to use this word overthinker. Like you're over centric or you're over the top. It's too much. He said, thinking is never too much. He said, in, in another world, in another time, you could have been a great philosopher. You would have been praised for your thoughts. But today, nobody thinks for themselves. So they look at you and say it's too much. And I was like, damn. He's like, you're not an overthinker. You're a deep thinker. There is a difference. He's like, an overthinker will think about one topic and run it into the ground. That's an overthinker. But a deep thinker thinks past that. He's like, you don't think with anxiety. You think because you have an imagination. (laughs) I was like, wow. oh my God, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh shit. And he's like, and it's because you were like alone and abandoned as a child. You were, you were, you were forced this mental isolation. And he talks about same thing. Like introverts aren't a personality trait. It's actually like a trauma yeah, trigger. Yeah. I was like, damn, yep. <laughs> you know, things like, like all that kind of stuff. But like, it's true. Like the people who are the deeper thinkers, and we're not overthinkers or deep thinkers is because we had to create in a, a playground in our mind because no one wanted to play with us. <laughs> wow. It, it's crazy that you said that because I've always thought of myself as an overthinker, but hearing you say that, yeah, I, re- I now realize, yeah, I don't overthink. I just deep, I, I think deeply about things. God, Maybe that crazy. will be my next video. <laughs> Wow. Thank you. I was like, if I I make that into my next video, I'll I'll tag you in it. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. Uh, So when speaking about, about your background, you mentioned uh, you grew up in isolation, right? So what was that like, like flip of a switch moment for you that, that made you realize that the way you were living wasn't what you wanted? Oh, that's a good question. Cause, um, I don't, I don't really know if it was a flip of a switch so much because I've even how my mom likes to describe it is, you know, nowadays, cause she thinks she's cool and knows the words, but she's like, you were woke <laughs> since ah, okay. you were a baby. <laughs> she's, um, she said, Aaron, you were, you, uh, you were different from the time you were born. Um, I've always been just kind of like this mystical flower child, as my mom would say. And just, I had this deep love for humanity and people. And I, when I first started calling out the, the BS of the church, I was about five. Um, and I would just openly call out the pastor <laughs> in the service and just be like, well, Jesus says to love people, <laughs> like, mm, you know, just mm. calling them out. And I would just call people out, but it was never aggression. It was just like, well, that's wrong, <laughs> you know? And then um, as I got older and uh, my eyes just kept getting wider and wider and I just saw the hate, I saw the BS, um, I saw the indecency of men in the church and how they treated women. I just, I saw everything and I kept my voice started um, to get louder, you know, cause now I'm like sixth grade, seventh grade. And I just, I got uh, kind of just put down a lot. And um, I was, I was just a very awkward kid. I was never diagnosed with any mental health issues cause uh, 
they didn't believe in that. They just pretty much said she needs to be punished more. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, you know, there's no such thing as mental health. And being someone who has manic bipolar depression, <laughs> you know, like I just was this kind of crazy kid. And once I felt like nobody was going to listen, I became completely isolated. Um, no lie, I went an entire year without talking. I was a select mute for an entire year and nobody noticed. Wow. <laughs> like that's how little people gave a fuck about me. <laughs> like it was just. <laughs> And, uh, and it, it was just that, mo and uh, that isolation, honestly, that entire year I did, it was my, um, like the end of my sixth grade year. I, um, I just, I realized like, it didn't matter. Like there's nothing I'm going to say, there's nothing I'm going to do. And then, um, the, what triggered the biggest thing for me, however, like at that last kind of final straw kind of thing was I got kicked out of school my senior year because I kissed a boy mm -hmm. and um I yeah it was very promiscuous back in the day um but I it was it was how I was treated and how my family was treated my dad was being threatened to be taken off the board and was stripped his title was stripped from Spanish pastor um <laughs> So he couldn't be the pastor anymore because I ruined his uh, name. I uh, I had the women of the church would come up to me and tell me that I was a whore and that I couldn't wear white to my wedding. Wow. Um, like just, I, they were so aggressive towards me and the guy, the, the guy didn't even get in any trouble. And um, it was that moment that I was just like, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm done. And then I went, they sent me off to a Bible college in Indiana uh, when I was uh, just turned 18 and uh, tried to reform me. And that's when I fought back the most. And then I finally said, I'm not coming back. If you try to send me back, <laughs> I am leaving. And they're like, well, fine, but you can't come home. So figure it out. And I was like, all right, cool. And I ran away. <laughs> wow. I was, like, yeah, I was about like 18 and a half, like almost 19 when I left. That's crazy. <laughs> I actually, I grew up in the church as well. Um, and I can remember vividly all the way back to a very young age, not liking being there because of, you know, the, the preachers would preach one thing, but I would see everyone in the congregation, you know, I would see them in, in their everyday lives out and about. And no one, no one was following what they said they claimed to follow. So I was just, yeah. I was over it. Um, so for, <laughs> <laughs> at a very young age, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Um, luckily, my, my dad was nice enough not to force me to go to church any longer when I, when I got into my teens. Um, we had a nice conversation about that and he understood why I chose to go a different route. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, but even, even now today, when I'm speaking to, to Christians or, or other religious people and they're telling me all these things about, you know, Jesus loves you and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I get that. But like, I have no issues with Jesus because Jesus in the Bible who, who he is sounds like an awesome guy I would love to meet him but you guys don't seem to rock with him like that like you say you do so. yeah <laughs> well, and and the thing is is because like I mean imagine reading the bible from front to back once a year for 18 years like when my favorite thing is when people are like oh, we'll just read this first. I'm like, motherfucker, I can, I can quote any scripture. Trust, like, <laughs> trust me. Like I know my Bible. I was like, and my, the Bible is how I proved other people like religious leaders wrong. Right. I, I'm the Bible is how I proved <laughs> the lady who was doing devotion so wrong that I got kicked out of devotion. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, I use my weapon, uh, my sword, just as much as you you use your sword and I and I proved you wrong over and over again and it's just like it's the thing is though that I I stopped uh talking about it or fighting about it with people because it's just one it's exhausting and 
I know my truth and I just, it, you know, it is what it is, <laughs> so to say. And I feel like uh, if people genuinely want to know, like I would feel comfortable discussing it with someone like you because, you know, it's, it could become a very deep philosophical conversation where it's not, we're not fighting. We're not trying to prove a point. We're just discussing it. I'm down with that because right. I have tons of opinions. I'm down, but that's why I stopped posting anything on the TikTok because I'm, I don't, I don't need you to fight me on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And even I, I made the mistake even the other day and I, some guy had posted something about religion and Christianity and I just, and in support of him, like not trying to be disrespectful in support of him, I said something, I'm like, yeah, it's funny. Cause like, you know, God didn't even create Christianity. Humans did. And, um, and I was like, he had, not, he's the one who went in and like broke down and yelled at the people in the, in the churches, like, no. And I just like kind of giggled. Cause I was talking to the, the creator, you know, and he ended up making a video and commenting and talking about it. But that one comment on his has got so much heat and, um, someone like, they just like, you know, fighting me on it. <laughs> just like, darling, I'm not going to fight you. And I was, and I said, I literally said, that. I'm like, I'm not going to fight you. I said, uh, there's been enough, um, like bloodshed in the name of God already. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then another guy was just like, you know, again, like, well, I will die for Christ. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was just like, and I'm just like, I'm so passive. I'm no, nothing about religion. I'm just like, well, you know, good, best wishes to you, sir. Uh, I choose peace by you. <laughs> like I'm Absolutely. just, I'm not fighting him. And the creator's just having a, a laugh because it's just building up his page. I'm like, man, I should get a follow for this. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one, that one fight has gotten really bad, but whatever. But I just, I don't fight. Like I'm, you know, there's no point. Like usually the one screaming the loudest has the littlest to say, so, or the least amount to say. Right. That is true. Um, I, it never ceases to amaze me how, or the lengths that people will go to remain ignorant. It just, I, I don't understand it at times, but it's not, yeah. it's not at this point, it's not, it's not really worth fighting. Cause it's like you said, I choose peace. Um. If me having this <laughs> conversation with you is going to take me out of my, my Zen, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's funny too, because I, I have a little theory and, um, and from the beginning, I made a little promise to myself. If I ever got any hate, any, like anything like that, I would never respond to it. And, um, at the beginning I was getting so much hate and I just would go and like go to whoever would leave a hate comment. I would, um, block them and delete them. So no one had to read it, you know, and I hadn't, I didn't engage in them. I didn't, I just like, no just like I'm sweeping the dust, uh, you know, <laughs> wiping the dust off my furniture. And like, I don't pay mine to you. And, uh, and, and all the hate stopped on my page. I haven't received one negative comment since. And I was like, it's because I'm not fueling their fire. Right. I was like, did who, like, did we forget the old saying, don't feed the troll? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know and it's just but that is it's just that thing and I don't get any more hate and I'm just and I love it because I don't want that on my page and I'm not going to give you a platform you know and everyone who just even if they feel like they have to prove a point when they when they blast someone's comment you're just literally opening it up for other people to be like oh yeah well I'll prove her wrong <laughs> you know right. and it's just it's just like okay and I mean I think that's what them, a lot of creators get off on because they get a lot of fast following, but I don't want a fast following. I want people who really enjoy what I have to say, not what I had to say in the heat of like with anger and hate and, and <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 so crazy to hear you speak about your background. Um, because again, a lot of a lot of that resonates with me. You mentioned uh, in the beginning of the conversation, uh, speaking with your ther therapist about being a life coach. Um, yeah. 
I recently had someone approach me telling me that they thought I should venture into that profession. Um, what's, what, what, how should I, what, what, what are your thoughts on that overall profession? <laughs> well, at first when I, uh, when I was talking to my therapist about it and is it okay if I give you a quick little background as to why we got on the subject first? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you. So I just recently with COVID and everything, I decided to go back to school and get my psychology degree. And I uh, went through the whole process and was denied financial aid and any pale grant. <laughs> they just gave me a hard no <laughs> for some reason. And it was very devastating because it was a huge decision to make to begin with and it took like six months of working things out to get it going. And so I felt very discouraged. And um, my therapist knows that my story has to do a lot with random things constantly going wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. And anyone who knows me would say, I would not believe it unless I had physically witnessed it. And like, they're like, bad shit just happens to Aaron all the time. <laughs> and it really does. And so, and it's hard to get out of that mentality of like, woe is me, the world hates me. And so my therapist knows that is like, dude, what else can we do? What else can we do? <laughs> you know? And, um, and he told me, he's like, Aaron, all you want to do is help people. And he's like, you don't have to go to school and get a degree and be in debt for your life to help people. And so that's where it came to life coaching. And when I first heard about being a life coach, my natural reaction was like, I can't even get my own life together. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like, it's like having, you know, would you trust the, the biggest guy at the gym with the donut to, to be your fitness trainer? Probably not. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And just like, I'm like, dude. And he starts laughing. He's like, Aaron, you think every therapist has great mental health? And I was like, ah, fair enough. You yeah, know? And yeah. he's like, and he, and how he said it to me, which I, it kind of, cause he knows how my brain works. I can't do anything just for myself. Like he's like helping, helping people and inevitably is helping you, you know? And he said, people, he said, there are two types of life coaches, you know, the, the type of life coach that you see on TV or the, the happy, like extrovert, like, okay, guys, we're going to go hike up this mountain today because <laughs> why not? You know, mm -hmm. it's just like that kind of life coach. And then he's like, but you're not that person. He's like, I think we need more people like you to be life coaches who are just real raw, honest, like no sugar coat in it, you know? And he's like, and you're just talking to people. He said, he said, honestly, he's like, when, when we talk and on th like my therapy days, he's like, when I talk to you, he said, I'm naturally even more relaxed because I can cuss around you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, nice, you know, but like just that kind of thing. He's like, and I can talk to you. Like I enjoy talking myself. And he said, people feel comfortable around you and want to hear what you have to say. He said, and then it's just about building your brand about building what it is you want to talk about and what it is you want to help people with. You can't, the biggest thing, and I see it all the time on TikTok too. It's like, do you have depression? And I it's like, and I made this one just recently about depression and it's like, and I'm, I realized I did it. And that's what caught my eye to so many other people was they're like, yeah. And then it just goes away. It's like, okay, but how, what do I do? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, right. <laughs> excuse me. And it's like, you know, everyone wants to talk about the problem, but nobody's talking about solutions. And I want to talk about solutions. Like this is how I've helped myself. This is how, you know, it might help you, you know, things like that. And it's, we've, we've become a world that we're so focused on problems that we over, you know, accentuate them and then we forget all about the solutions and then the solution seems so small and like we can't obtain it we can't even get to it it's like oh it's actually not that hard <laughs> you know and uh i think that 
with being a life coach is just kind of what you're already doing. You know, you're, you're just trying to help the people around you. And I, for me, at least it's like, I said before, it's like, we're all walking on this path, but it's a lot easier to walk on your path of life when you have someone to hold your hand or walk next to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a life coach is. It's just someone to walk next to you, you know, to help you be your compass, to help pick you up, you know, when you fall down to be that person who's like, oh, we're sitting down now. Okay. I'll sit with you. That's a life coach. It's just that person to walk with you to get you there. And then once you feel good and you're on your own, then you move on to the next. And um, and that's what therapy and stuff is too. And I think therapy is a lot more um, powerful because it is a lot more intimate. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more consistent, but a life coach is just kind of that person who's just there for a little bit, you know, where you're just there for that minute to help you. And then you're like, all right, good, let's move on, you know? Right. And as a life coach nowadays with TikTok or even YouTube, you can have a channel and it's like a a video thing that you have you know thousands of people who listen to you every day or every week so it's things like that too but I I I want it to be more personal I want to I love talking to people not just to a screen (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah absolutely I, I understand that completely um something you mentioned um about two types of, of life coaches. I often see, like when I see advertisements for, for life coaches and whatnot, it's always at the first super preppy, uh, you know, let's get it, let's go. And, you know, and that's cool. That works for some people. But I think like to really, like really reach someone, you have to be the second kind. You have to be vulnerable. Like your vulnerability, showing someone that you can be vulnerable will help them be vulnerable. And that's when you really get to the root of things and when you can start to help people grow. Absolutely. And and the thing is too, I feel like when you've gone through a lot in your life um, on emotional level, mental level, spiritual level, um, you're, you have a different approach to even wanting to help people or reaching out to help people just because you know what that feels like and you know what that experience is. You know how not to come off too strong. You know how not to come at them too aggressively. You know how to, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. tiptoe when you, because you know what that feels like. And it gives that person this overwhelming sense of safety very quickly. I have not met one person in my life that hasn't like I mean either walked up to me and just sat down and started talking to me has like you know just walking by or whatever's or I've talked to them not one person I've ever met has told me that they didn't feel safe with me like every single person immediately is like why do I feel so comfortable with you why do I feel like I can tell you everything and I've had people just tell me everything. And I was like, whoa, Greg, don't even, don't, don't, that's too much, <laughs> you know? But like, it's just, it, it really is like, and people, that's why I think it's so beautiful because I, you know, the people who feel the most broken, you know, it's just, I, I was like, I, I think it, there is a sadness to that, but also it's just beautiful to me because when you know something has been broken into, it tends to be a lot more comfy, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just and it and it's just kind of that way with humans as well. Like the ones that have gone through the most are usually the most easygoing and comfortable to talk to because they just get it, <laughs> you know. True, that is true. Uh, you know, now, now that you say that, it from the first video that I saw of yours, like it was it was a feeling of like there's safety here like from the from the tone of your voice to to how you carried yourself that's really what it was that that drew me to you it was like oh okay like this is someone who i feel like she she understands like i can i can be i can be vulnerable with her like there's a comfort in it and i think that's what draws a lot of people to you um, I appreciate that because um, honestly, I've 
um, just recently been finding my voice. So it just feels nice to have that, that validation, <laughs> you know, like, okay, cool. Like this, it means something to someone else too. And everything I do, I do for me to build myself up as much as I can. So that way I can help other people. And <clears throat> it's just nice to like to have people notice, I guess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Aaron, I can say that a lot of people have noticed uh, and a lot of people really enjoy the content that you're putting out. And me personally, I hope you continue. I look forward to whatever endeavors you, you have going for you. I think, I think you're going to be amazing. Oh, <laughs> I always get so awkward with compliments. My, I'm blushing really bad, just, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Well, Aaron, I just want to thank you so much for, for being a part of my podcast. Uh, thank you. For, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew you were a little hesitant at first, uh, but I appreciate you opening up and, and joining me. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Absolutely. And I hope we can do it again in the future. Hell yeah. All right, Aaron. I'm going to get going for now, okay? Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Third Eye Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Callahan, and I want to give a special shout out to my guest, Aaron Heck. She is a phenomenal person. Uh, you can see her on TikTok. She has some of the most uplifting videos on the platform. So definitely go check her out. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode, which will be the finale for season two. Very excited for that. I have a very, very good episode lined up for you guys. Stay tuned to that. Thank you all who continue to support me and who are continuing to, continuing to buy merchandise from my website. You have no idea how much it means to me. Thank you all. You know the drill, guys. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to, about it. So love each other. Be kind to one another. Have a good night. <laughs>